the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Too busy to cook? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat it up and enjoy. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians, and you know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients that you want and nothing that you don't want. Head to factormeals.com slash Whitney50 and use the code Whitney50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code Whitney50 at factormeals.com slash Whitney50 to get 50% off your first box. Welcome, everybody. This is Breaking Bread <laughs> with Tom Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So I, I'm losing my voice a little bit. Yeah. But it's kind of sexy, right? It is sexy. I hate, why is it that when we're sick, we're our sexiest? And why is it when yeah. we're, we love people the most when we watch them sleep? <laughs> that, that is very Cosby. <laughs> the, uh, the, well, it's, what was the one? I don't one, think what he was... loved them, though, when they were sick. <laughs> I don't think that was love. Or uh, What was the um, Daniel Day-Lewis movie? The, uh, uh, the when he's sewing? The cobbler? No, that's not the Adam cobbler. Sandler. The sewer. The um. The, the seamstress. I'm, seamstress. I'm guessing, but I know what you're saying. And that whole that thrust of that movie was he was very Jamie. He was very dominant and doing all this stuff, and his wife would make him sick, and that's when he was vulnerable, and she could, and he because he needed her because she needed her. She did it. On he purpose? needed her. Uh, yeah. She. I have a feeling she put stuff in his. Uh, she poisoned him basically, and their soup and he got sick and then he needed her and she had to care for him. Yeah. I have a feeling she was needed without the poison soup. Yeah, but for probably. like pussy maybe. I don't know. Like <laughs> you don't need to poison your man to keep him. Phantom thread. Phantom thread. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What did you, did you ever see it? I did not see it. It's good. It's really Dressmaker good. Dressmaker takes in a young waitress. Well, why didn't she poison the young waitress? That's who you poison. Well, she is the, she is the young waitress. Oh. Yeah. But and as the relationship goes on, the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Yeah. But back to your thing of like, there's a thing of when somebody seems weak, you want to save them. You want to take care of I them. I don't. Not anymore. 14 years Al-Anon. Three sponsees, baby. <laughs> I'm out. I don't, Or is the raspy voice help sexy just because it's just... I'm obsessed with like the biological basis for why we're attracted to mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. Big lips, looks like a pussy. Got it. <laughs> Makes sense. In. Okay? Yeah. You put it, make it red, you make it glow. I don't know why I make it red because doesn't that feel like bloody? Mm. Like you don't want to bloody. You're just highlighting it. You know what I mean? Just But yeah, just look up, I've got 
mm -hmm. collagen. I've got, yeah. blah, blah, you know, and then um, our eyes being deep set. Mm -hmm. That gives us information about how often our ancestors were punched in the face. Oh, really? The more deeply set your eyes are, the more your ancestors were punched in the face. Really? Yeah. People that evolved to have deeper and deeper set eyes survived more. Oh. You, 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 you and I have ancestors that probably got, got talk some shit. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got smacked around yeah, yeah. a little bit. They were a little too confident. <laughs> yeah. They were humble. Nosy. Um, <laughs> and um, In everyone's business. I, I do think for God, I, and I'm going to get into gender. I'm going to do it. Men and women are different. I said it. You're crazy. I know. <laughs> Agree. Um, now that I've like had purple and blue hair and everyone thinks I'm like on um, methadone or what is it, uh, fentanyl? I don't know what drugs. You know what's really weird about me? People will think you're on drugs because of your hair. I think so, because here's is a, it, we'll get to Tom, the great Tom Papas here, <laughs> a legend. Uh, we're, we're digging right in. And um, is it podcasting? Yeah. It's a tricky one because I'm not trying to do like a gender thing. It's just that y'all can just walk in, sit down and start a podcast. Yeah. If I don't brush my hair, wash it, put it in a in a chignon uh -huh. i look like courtney love because that's and is that is that your own thing or is that people sounding off on social media telling you that that's like um you know people i've known for 20 years uh and people and waking up to 14 texts that are like are you okay everyone thinks you're on like oh people jumping the wall like people friends? literally like like borderline like we're doing an intervention i'm like because I have blue hair that I didn't brush. Uh-huh. You guys, right. I've always been nuts. <laughs> this is not new. You haven't. You don't seem different to me. From I've known you forever. I feel like you are my rock. <laughs> I'd um, like to be. I just, I'm like, you're one of the, I need to hang out with you more. We should hang out more. only. Yeah, we absolutely should. 100%. I adore you. And I've known you for a long time. And uh, and you're doing you're doing great. You're doing fine. You don't really. There's no, I I, I haven't sensed a difference, really. But we meet. But maybe you're hanging out with these people more, and they they see more. You know what? You know what bumps me with you. You know my rub with you, Tom Papa. I'm gonna go full Mark. Mary. You know my problem. You know my problem. You know with I you. never liked you. Yep. <laughs> That's always the best. Like I thought we were friends. No, I didn't. Nick Swartz, when he was on the podcast, said that he went on Marin's podcast, and oh, Marin yeah. went, "I never liked you, man." He's like, "I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were cool, like, good friends. Like we lived together. <laughs> I thought we were cool." Is that you confused me a little bit because I've mm -hmm. always looked up to you as a stand-up comic uh -huh. so much. Yeah, but I can't ascertain, at least ostensibly, any like quote unquote like trauma, darkness dysfunction uh -huh. so i was like i don't wait a minute you can be emotionally healthy and stable and balanced and funny right and, but not only funny this funny right like it just didn't compute to my brain it's still it's still a little yeah no i get that a lot i had a guy from slate i did slate's podcast um <laughs> i had a guy from slate say that uh i was one of only two comedians he ever spoke to in his career who hadn't been to therapy Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And it was uh, me and Jerry Seinfeld. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we all have stuff. We all have insecurities and stuff. I don't stuff. believe that you're I think you could. I think you there. could be creative and have insecurities without trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of loss and a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, I just don't kind of carry it that way, probably. As you, like, you know, accrue, like, more wisdom in life, like, how do you... <clears throat> <laughs> Not flicking you off. It's just that I did spray root spray on my hair just now. And it's because I'm getting grays coming That's in. That's what that was? Root spray? It's root spray, okay? So, so I could spray that on my bald spot. You can. I thought you were going to say balls. I was like, you can. It's a little cold. It's, it's like, you know, aerosol. And it basically, because I have extensions, it like covers your scalp. Because like, I know guys have their hair stuff, but we yeah. also, if you have extensions and you pull it up, you can see the tracks <laughs> and you look bald. You know, it's like big chemo energy, yeah. so you just fill it in with this, but then it comes off. I um, had no idea until like three years ago how much was going on with women's hair. I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. I thought everyone just had real hair. I had no idea. Like, remember what when, was like, going in your twenties, when you were dating a girl and she was just like always mad at you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff going on. There's like hair, like hair. Yeah. Like we're mad at our hair. We're mad at our pubes. We're mad at our nails. Yeah. We're mad at our height. We're mad at our tits and our ass and our cellulite. Like it's just like. And you think it's all about you. Yeah. It has nothing yeah. to do with you. Yeah. It's like this is about my phone. Let me see your phone. <laughs> the only thing that will fix this is let me see your phone. Right. It just by that time we're so adrenalized and angry at our bodies that yeah. how dare you be attracted to this disgusting body that I've been trying to change for the last three and a half hours. Yeah, right. So when you would go on the podcast and you say you can't just roll in, is that you carrying stuff just about? Dealing with all that growing up and appearance stuff. I just. Or is it like you can. Well, you know I'm, what I mean? Like. Podcasting. This is. You tell me, Tom, Papa. A legend in comedy. <laughs> what is the podcast? What are we doing? What is our job now as comics? Okay. It used to be once a year. You'll, we'll come to your town. We'll give you our fresh hot takes on uh -huh. all the. Everything going on that's pertinent in the news. What's mm -hmm. going on with us. Stuff you'll relate to. Right? Yeah. Comedians. You're going to let us. Give us the great honor. Of letting us, basically, um, you're gonna, I'm gonna rent your brain. You're gonna yeah, rent me your we're brain. We're gonna have a show. We're gonna be uh, right. Right. I'm, we're gonna um, sort of uh, do this mind meld together. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna give your brain a couple hours off. I'm gonna think for you. Right. For two hours. Uh -huh. But now it's like now you, for three hours a week, I'm gonna talk with my comedian friends and mm -hmm. these conversations that used to happen in the hallways. We're now doing them for public consumption. Now you need to know about my. my <laughs> the, the meds I'm on, and every yeah. week we're you're listening to me fight with my computer, plugging it in, and then. <laughs> but it's all entertainment. And I'm promoting, and but then I have to go. Hey guys, so I'm going to be at the improv. Like I, mm -hmm. we're promoter. We're now our own promoters, our own marketing, advertising. It's a lot. Yeah, I, it is a lot. It is a lot. It's nonstop. Sure. For sure, but I don't think it. I, I've been kind of thinking this way lately that it's our job to create and put out. Create and put out yes. things that are funny. Yes. That's it. All the other stuff, issues, whatever, that may seep in or whatever. But it's just, 
I like you. You make me laugh. I want to see more of you. And like when I was a kid, like if I could have seen George more of George Carlin yeah. than his specials or showing up once in a while on a talk show, I would have loved it. But if you knew it was slowly eating him and killing him from the inside, would you be like, <laughs> keep going? If you, if you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do know what you mean. Is this hurting us as, I don't want to say artists, but I am going to say it. Like, cause I think that I don't know. I, I just think that um, mm -hmm. a lot of times, like going on stage now, I really have to fight the urge to be like, we got to get a good crowd work moment because if <laughs> I, we get it, we can clip it for social. But then it's yeah. like, I'm here. Yeah. I have to go, no, I am here to perform for these people who bought tickets six months ago, right? who paid $80. Yeah. This is your show. Yeah. I'm not coming here to film a show a moment for you to put mm -hmm. on social for other, they haven't paid to come to see this yet. There's no off. Like I was, I think because of, I was blaming it on the rain and I was like, I've, every morning, Vanilli, every morning I've we'll, been waking up. We'll circle back to Millie Vanilli. <laughs> every, every morning I've been waking up thinking, what do I have to do today and tonight and how can I cancel it? How, yep. as soon as I wake yep. up and I'm walking to the bathroom, what have I got? How can I get out of it? And, I, part of it was the rain and it's winter, but part of it is there's been no break. Can there's we do no a me break. too with plans? <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, this feels like a non-consensual yeah. plan. Yeah. Like, like I didn't really agree to it. <laughs> right. Like, do you want to get coffee on Saturday? And I was like, of course I, yeah, I miss you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't really mean that. Can I, I need a lawyer. It's nothing better than canceling. <laughs> it's just such a great feeling. The best thing also about canceling, they're relieved too. Of course. I actually, <laughs> I have a couple friends where we'll make plans. I yeah. think we both subconsciously know we're going to cancel. And yeah. that's the way we carve out free time. Uh huh. <laughs> so how are we going to hang out more so if we'll we're both like, this person? But we'll be like, I'll see you. Like, should we, you know what? Noon, Saturday, let's do a hike. Uh -huh. Malibu, That the long four-hour hike. Put it in your calendar. Great. <laughs> right. Saturday night. Throat's itchy. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. And then we have our Sunday free. Like we can yeah. we together, yeah. we made a plan that we never intended to carry out mm -hmm. and then kind of canceled it. And that was our way of going. But if you weren't such a engine that's doing podcasts, doing shows, you'd go on that hike because you'd have energy and you, you have like, that's your time. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot and maybe too much. Oh, hey y'all. Whitney Cummings here. Um, you guys know that I don't care about a lot of things. I spend, I would say most of my energy uh, figuring out what to feed my dogs and obsessing over what I feed my dogs. And then when I figure out what I should feed my dogs, I spend most of my time telling other people that they should do it. So here we are. It's very unclear whether, you're not gonna know if this is a sponsored ad or just me talking. Sundays, this is a new dog food. I just discovered it. It's air dried dog food. Uh, it's made from a short list of human grade ingredients. Sundays, look, I have it right here and you can tell that I use it nonstop. I'm completely obsessed. Look at this packaging. Contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables and 0% synthetic trash. She's, they say the synthetic nutrients, but I'm gonna do you one better. There's no trash, okay? It's just USDA beef, all natural chicken, okay? You're gonna find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, uh, softer fur. I've, I noticed that within the first like two weeks, fresh breath, better poops, and more energy. It's also sexy packaging. You don't have a giant bag, 40-pound bag that looks like, you know, sod. 
can we just be adult? Can we be cute with our dog food? Like, why do we have to look like we're riding a John Deere tractor every time we try to get dog food, okay? Sundays. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash Whitney and use code Whitney at checkout. It's Sundays, S-U-N-D-A-Y-S, for F-O-R, dogs, D-O-G-S dot com forward slash Whitney. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the dog food you feed your dog. Do it, silly goose. This is a question I'm not trying to pitch a bit. Um, no. I'm very, you guys are about to watch me be very unctuous and insecure around someone. It doesn't happen a lot. But Tom <laughs> Papa is one of the few people um, that I actually get very uh, insecure around. Um, Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Amazon, Postmates, uh, all of these apps that make our life easier and save time remember so it's yeah. like we used to have to like so where did all that time we saved go mm -hmm. so it used to be like to get a toothbrush 45 minutes minimum yeah okay store back and yeah. like, i'm gonna grab that gotta go get a book borders barnes and noble mm -hmm. go buy a book come back hour and a half minimum mm -hmm. whatever now it's like click 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 shouldn't we be like yeah. Shouldn't we have all the time in the world? Like we've freed up so much time with these time-saving contraptions yeah. and apps and now we're busier than ever? Yeah. Well, I will say, I don't know. I think, like I used to think, oh, I need toothpaste. Well, I, I'll have something to do when I get to Boise. <laughs> <laughs> like when I get to Boise and I have a show and I have a couple hours, like then I'll, I get to go to CVS and I load up on that stuff. To, I, I don't think I could have rolled into CVS before Postmates either. Like I, that time still was precious. Right. We work a lot. We work nonstop. It's pretty nonstop. Would you say in, in standup, like I say this a lot and I'm not sure why I say it or if it's even true. I, it's true to me. Um, that we get paid to travel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the stand up is, I would do that for free. Yeah. But when we go to, you know, yeah. Des Moines or whatever, where we're going, yeah. you get paid. To, I'm getting paid to get on Spirit Airlines, yeah. make two connections, <laughs> right. run a car, drive. That's, that's the hardest, hardest part. That's what y'all are paying us for. Yeah. And we get on stage and like, that's yeah the dream. Yeah. No, when I was like starting out and I would do colleges and I would be driving, you had horrible routing, you'd have to drive in the middle of the night on like Route 80, just like cruising. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, we're like, it was just us and trucks. It was truck drivers and us, and they're hauling that, and we're hauling jokes. Our, our yeah, yeah, our wares. And it hasn't changed. Peddling our wares. And it really has not changed. Can I, I just, I'm so obsessed, and just because, you know, Comedians, you know, right now we're being held in this wild way to this oddly impossible standard. I think it's because mm. like podcasts have, you know, emerged as something that really resonates with people because they're uncensored and it's, yeah. we're oddly reasonable. Like comics, like I think on some level, we're, we don't um, pretend to be able to solve the problem, have the solution. We're just like, mm -hmm, that doesn't add up. Yeah. Someone else solve bullshit. it. Yeah. yeah. But we're not, yeah. we don't, 
we don't um, pretend we have the solution. No. But we'll be like, that smells fishy. That adds up. Like these we're these sort of paranoid, hyper feeling antenna people yeah. that are like, <laughs> that doesn't add up. Yeah. I don't know about this. Uh-huh. Like Epstein, I was always like, no billionaire marries a brunette. Something's <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know you think I'm paranoid, but just stay with me. You know, kind of thing. Do you think that like comics, because of how familiar we are mm-hmm. with America, Mm because we have gone to every city, every nook, every cranny. Like, we're kind of uniquely qualified in a way, Al Franken for president. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We are, we're, we're qualified in calling out the bullshit. We see it all. We're, we actually get to visit it and rub elbows with it. So we can, we are qualified that way. I think that the reason the nation kind of looks to comics now or, and equates our opinions at a much higher level than than they used to is because news is entertainment. So I haven't been entertained like by news of, in a while. Yeah, but that's lo- that's like lowered. Yeah. There's no grown-ups giving you the that's news. Right. That's right. When you see Anderson Cooper with Andy Cohen, first of all, Anderson like, Cooper's a Rockefeller yeah. or Rock Vanderbilt. I'm sorry. Yeah, a Vanderbilt. I like. I think I knew that, but I was also. Yeah. I, that. I'm not saying he's not a great journalist. No, not... he is, but I I would really prefer if he took himself more seriously and just acted like a grown-up because we need grown-ups. And because there are no grown-ups giving you the news, all of a sudden, our silly podcasts right. seem like, oh, maybe that's... We're like, what we have all of a sudden is we're, we became the normal people that just the only thing different between us and, um, you know, the, I hate saying average American or normal, whatever is that we just are confident enough to talk in a microphone. Yeah. And and so It doesn't mean that we're not morons and that we don't get things wrong. Right. Because that's Who really By the but, way, how could you not get anything wrong? All the news we're getting is wrong. So of course we're going to be wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like how, when everyone's like I think we should do this. I'm like, but yeah. nothing we've ever heard is true. So how <laughs> could you even know? How could anyone know anything at this point? Yeah. It's chaos. I know. That that George Santos guy is now like named to committees and he's like being like given jobs, like he's lied about everything. It's not that surprising because everything that they're doing is make believe. Everything's right. Their truth is this very slippery thing. So it, yeah, so this guy just cons his way and makes up a whole thing and gets put in. Is it that different from? <laughs> I think comedians like we have this ability to say something that most people can't, mm-hmm. which is I don't know. Yeah, we're really comfortable in the like I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. And everyone else is like, what do you mean? Yeah. The, the Cowboys are going to win tonight. And, the, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the, you know, it's like, we're just like, who knows? Yeah. Could be probably rigged. Well, there's no consequence if you are wrong. Like those guys on sports radio who are like, Dallas is definitely going to win tonight. And then they lose and they just, they're on to the next subject the next day. There's no, hey, you were wrong about that. There's no, they don't have that conversation. Was there ever a moment in your incredible career where you were like, you know what? I thought this is what I want. Like there have been times, for example, for me where I'm like, okay, my dad was a, a, a lawyer. I have criminal defense attorneys in my family, which uh-huh. is kind of what we do yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, we're the people that are like, woman shot her husband on Venice Beach. She's in jail. I'm like, I want to hear her side of the story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And tell everybody about Let it. Let me get. Okay. Yeah. Did the new boy? Is that her new boyfriend molested her daughter? I'd like to hear the story. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always want to uh-huh. hear the guilty person's 
take because mm-hmm. there's I'm sure they had a reason, you know. So you could have been a lawyer, you think? Is what you're saying? I think ultimately that that's like I think in a weird way as comics we someone tra- once asked me what comedy was. I was like, I think we say something that isn't true and then mm-hmm. we prove it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think I've never I've never thought of of doing something else. Interesting. Yeah. I've never thought of like, all right, this is maybe I pivot and go like maybe acting or that kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. it was always that. It was always pushing out comedy somehow. Like a straight job, I just don't know how that 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 works. Do you think it's like I think and I don't mean to get into men and women comedy thing, like just it is also comedy. I really see it very much so as like a sport. It's physically taxing. It's emotionally mm-hmm. taxing. I was watching yeah. this bodybuilding documentary the other day, uh-huh. Killing Killer Sally, I think it's called, about these bodybuilders. Yeah, they were a couple. Like we're carnies, dude. <laughs> I know it's a lot of yeah. When it's, you say you like you're getting paid to travel, it's like I quickly realized you have to treat yourself like a professional athlete. Like you have to before you've ever hit a free throw yeah yeah like that's you, the crazier part <laughs> yeah before you're you in order to get good you have to tour to get good so right. you're like i know i'm gonna be good one day even though you suck it's <laughs> delusional yeah so anything that would weaken you in those travels drinking staying up all that stuff it's like no you have to like <laughs> you have to hydrate you have to treat yourself like an athlete i asked to uh, get through it all andrew dice clay the first time i had andrew dice clay i was like do you have any advice for like an up and coming comedian he goes sleep eight hours a night i was like <laughs> it's it's exhausting yeah. emotionally draining yeah yeah so when you say that uh so when you say uh i'm one of the only people you see that doesn't have like the trauma or the whatever does it make me less interesting? No. Because you like to probe More and find interesting because the there's something there. Because there's something there. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Yeah. Let's go. Because, um, mm. you know, I guess I just, I'm curious for myself, I think. Cause, yeah. Because my, you know, my parents just crossed over. Um, you know, I think that being a comedian, I take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I think whatever drew me to this. Yeah. You probably know more about why I do this than I do. Maybe, you right. know, you have more experience and wisdom around it. Like. I'm curious why this was our calling. Mm-hmm. Who the hell do I think I am mm-hmm. that I get to, <laughs> by the way, not only stand in front of, you know, whatever thousands of people and speak for an hour. Yeah. And if someone makes even a little tiny peep, they get removed <laughs> yeah. by security. Out. Even though I love hecklers, I'm fine with you. And not only that, but like you have to pay me. You have to pay to hear me speak. <laughs> Who, like in what world? Like who yeah. do I think I am? Well, you're funnier than the than the rest of them. At its at its core, right? I mean, you have the balls to go up and do it, and you you like intellectually thinking like, why am I walking to the stage right now? That is bizarre. But there are very few people that can go up there, like yourself, and be funny for that entire time, and make these people laugh in a way they they haven't and will not. For the rest of the year, like that is, that's you're, why you're, you should be you're on the like mic. a human roller coaster. <laughs> I'm taking you, you on a, a mental roller yeah, coaster. You're funny. You are funny. But what's wild about that though is that I don't. It's like you earn the right to do that mm. by doing stand up, like yeah. the re, and, and by touring. So it's yeah. like the more you tour, the funnier you get because you're 
yeah. interfacing with human beings in America. Yeah. And you're learning about what may specifically makes them laugh. So you're trying to reflect their reality. Yeah. So it's, it's all, like, yeah, it's all coming back and f going back and forth, but it doesn't work if it's Don from sales. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out there on those flights when you're flying to wherever, there's a lot of other people on that plane going to do whatever and seeing the same America you're seeing, but they're not going to translate it into something really funny you can go to the next town and tell them about. Do you get you lonely? Have a, you are funny. That's a, it's kind of an, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. Do you get lonely? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always racing back. I think that's, I think I'm always racing back for sure. It's, uh, you know, you're just, but now, like, since the pandemic, it's not really lonely. It's kind of like just this smaller existence on the road. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I keep saying I'm, I feel like a comedy monk. Like, it's very, it's just smaller. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. all about writing this, translating this, going to do the thing, and then just coming back and where's the, when are we getting picked up? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It's smaller. It feels, it feels like, uh, like I'm not like, let's go out here or let's go do this or let's go, you know, it's, it's all in here. Do you feel like, you know, I, I, I guess I, I'll, I'll not ask you the question that I'm, I won't project on you for once. <laughs> you can um, project. I guess, I don't know. I'm just feeling like weirdly lonely recently because mm -hmm. it's like, if you're known as a comedian and you know, it's our job to like make people laugh, like totally. And when we're on the clock, we are on the clock, mm -hmm. you know, but I guess the more I do and the older I get, yeah. the more I'm like, I'm not a funny person, but I know how to do my job very well. Uh -huh. Do you know, like, it's like, yeah, well you become more serious and especially what you've gone through recently. It, there's, times when you're not you're going to feel more serious you're dealing with the tsunami there are certain things that happen in life that i say are like the tsunamis mm -hmm. that is prepared in whatever you are they're go they're stronger than you right they're going to take you over and you're going to have to ride that out before you pop out and get air again and those are very serious moments and yeah you're not going to feel particularly funny all the time. I think just in general that like it, I, I'm so curious about your process of writing and I've never asked a comedian this truly ever on a, this podcast. I'm no, not even joking. Really? Yeah. Cause I don't, I think, I think when usually when you ask a comedian their process, they make, let's be honest. Yeah. They're not, they're like, yeah, I write stuff down. It, it, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. So it's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> like don't yeah. stop pretending you have some process. Like, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. but for me, I never really want thought I was funny. I was being serious and people would laugh. I was uh -huh. like, doesn't anyone think it's weird? Like I, you know, I was the person who was always just worried about someone's feelings getting hurt that uh -huh. wasn't there. So I remember like we'd go to Six Flags as a kid and they would be like, you, uh, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. And I'm like, but what about dwarves? Like, is there a special dwarf roller coaster? Like I was the kid who yeah. was always worried about who was being left out. <laughs> right. Cause I was left out, you know what I mean? I was always yeah. like, well, what about the Siamese twins? How are them? they gonna ride the roller coaster? Like I was always like worried about someone that wasn't even there. Yeah. Always. Uh -huh. And then I'd see, I remember driving bridges. I couldn't go over bridges. Uh -huh. At what age? Six, seven. Oh, really? Because I was like, 
how did how was I didn't know how this was made. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see the plans. Like there's no <laughs> way that someone didn't get hurt making this bridge. <laughs> right. How do you stop water to yeah. put concrete? <laughs> Like, I need to understand how this was made before yeah. I get involved. Because I feel, <laughs> I just felt guilt about everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the pyramids, I was like, who built that <laughs> and how? That looks hard. Yeah. Like, I could never, I'm the one, I was the one at the zoo going, no, no, this is jail for animals. Well, some comics are very, and you're one of them, you have that, you have the Greg Giraldo syndrome. Where you had you very Does smart. Does this mean I'm gonna die soon? <laughs> very smart, busy brains. Very smart, busy he was brains. He lawyer. He went to law school. Yeah, he was went to law school. He was very. You you, you have you you suffer from the same thing of at six years old you're thinking about how is this bridge made, and the other kids are looking up at the I give a shit up, up at the up at the clouds going we're flying. It's all I think about. It's all I think <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, but that's yeah. You can't turn that I, off. I I mean, tr you've you've managed it and corralled it in a in a in a better way. Uh, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I, if we have the same ending, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's <laughs> one of the greatest compliments I could get. You know, for real though, there are those. You have that brain. Let me ask you this: uh -huh. What job do you feel is the most similar to comedian? Any job, the closest. The closest. closest. I love this question. I've never asked it. I don't even have an answer, but I've. I don't guess. know if it's because you planted it before, but lawyers are very close. Lawyers very close, especially if you're trying cases, right? Because you're up, you're performing, you're influencing, you're exactly so digesting, you're investigating. Not to bring up Trump, whatever, but like it's like when you go, everyone hates Trump, and then a comic goes, "How do I defend Trump? Like, how do I do devil's advocate? Right? You know, like what's yeah. the take? No one has. Like, you'll we'll usually dive into that. Yeah, you know? that's definitely close. I think. Like yeah. it's sort of like prostitute. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. I think we say sex worker now. Sex worker. But all, all sex is work. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, put sex worker. That what I'm. I'm a sex volunteer. Like what? Yeah, there's a price to everything. Uh, yeah. Prostitute. It is. I, I think. I think people really see. I mean, you know, <laughs> you messed up the bell curve by wearing suits and looking all fan. You know, so it's like. Yeah. We really are carnies in a way. Yeah. You know, going town to town. I feel like yeah. we're like emotional prostitutes. I think <laughs> yeah. Neil Brennan once said like acting is like emotional stripping or something. Because uh -huh. um, <laughs> we really are like, watch me feel anger and watch me yeah. cry. Watch me feel pain. Emotional modeling. Yeah. Neil Brennan calls it. Can I ask you this question? Sure. Uh, when you, you do all these things and you put them all out and you get, uh, I've been feeling lately that like the rush of your, we love you. We love what we love. This special, we love this stuff. Love, 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 mm -hmm. love. Uh, you're very excited. Uh, the potency of that love diminishes. You know what I mean? Like comedians always like you can go and you could go and kill in front of a thousand people, and then on the ride home, I know because you're a comedian, you'll be like, "Do you think they really liked it? Yeah. Was it was it okay? Yeah, yeah. Was it good? Yeah." That part I cannot figure out. Like, what is wrong with us that they're all yelling, yay, good yeah. job, A+. Plus. I'm glad we do that. And you still have this lingering I'm doubt. glad we do that. I don't think we should over-pathologize that, in my opinion, uh -huh. if I may. Um, I think there's, a, when it comes to other people's time and money, mm -hmm. and actually physical safety these days, like going to a comedy show, like, you know, it's gotten, in your own physical safety, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, 
I think there's four or five girls that have had things thrown at them on stage. We just watched Chris Rock get punched in the face. Mm -hmm. No one cared. Yeah. Or stood up. Yeah. Or you no, know. they actually gave an ovation. Literally, you go. And then Chappelle, someone tried to stab yeah. him on stage. You know, so it's like we're all risking our safety mm -hmm. now. I think post pandemic, people kind of got feral or broke or yeah. unhinged, whatever's happening out there. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're all risking a lot. Yeah. You know, so I think. I take I take it super seriously. People make fun of me. You're so ambitious. Why do you care so much? You and your notebook. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why don't you care more? Like mm -hmm. people are, you know, we're in a public gathering. Like, is that what it is you're saying? Like it's it's it comes from a place of uh, I can do more. I can do better. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it's like leftover vestige of my insecurity of like, oh, I'm a girl. I have to work. You know, I have to be twice as good to get half as far. Or yeah. Like, you know, I have to really, you know erase the fact that I'm a girl and like I just have to fuck I have to stick the landing you know yeah. and I and I and I I'm really um I believe that comedy is so powerful because growing up I watched my dad laugh at Rodney Dangerfield mm -hmm. and all I wanted was my dad's attention it's mm -hmm. all I ever wanted and then I saw this guy getting his attention yeah he would drop everything <laughs> to go laugh at Three's Company and John Ritter yeah. and I'm like what's the job where your dad just goes Hold on, I'm like letting the uh -huh. bread burn on the stove. <laughs> I know you don't cook bread on the stove, but Tom makes amazing bread, so I said bread. I was going to let it slide. I, I wasn't going to say it. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. I was trying to just do a little remix there, but like I just saw yeah. my dad at dinner get up and watch John Ritter flip over a couch, you know, yeah. and I was like, how do I become the person that everyone will drop everything, everything to listen to, mm -hmm. or I want to be the person that makes so much sense mm -hmm. or has such a clear take on an idea that at work they go, well, you know, George Carlin made this great point. Right. That's what gets everyone to, and then I saw that it would make them change their minds about stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I, how do I get to be the person that does that? Otherwise I'm yeah. just like kind of a useless piece of trash. It's a cool way to think about it. I was, I'm rereading uh, Bob Dylan's book, uh, Chronicles. And uh, he was talking about when he's first finding his way and coming up with songs and stuff and and uh at one point he's like and yeah and that was a pretty good song but that wasn't going to change anyone's mind about anything and he wasn't i love that yeah it was kind of reread it a bunch <laughs> because it's, i love that yeah it says a lot like you're kind of breaking new ground in some way well you're also like you know it's like as a chef like i love metaphors sorry but like as a chef it's like if you're in a restaurant you're not going to feed someone something with poison in it or like chemicals, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, we're also, you're giving me your brain. Right. Like I'm making, I, you're giving me your brain for like two hours. I'm right. printing, you're, <laughs> you're making, I am, you're paying me to yeah. give you an experience and memory. Yeah. That will change. And that doesn't mean that it's like, has to even be an intelligent brain or it could just be a funny weirdo brain. You you're just want to spend some time with it. You're coming here to either be healed or traumatized. <laughs> no in between. Right. And that's on me, you yeah. know? So I hope the comic yeah. you paid $80 to see and you get you get a babysitter and you put on a <laughs> blazer and get in the car and go, okay, did I say that? Or should I have, I should have done this. I should have, like, I, I'm always that person yeah. and I'm like proud of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's good. It's just how long did it take to accumulate all this stuff? Behind I've you? seen you. I see you looking behind <laughs> me. You're very interested in my PV's playhouse. I am. I am. This is all after shows. I do meet and greets just from the stage for uh -huh. free. I don't believe in like paid meet and greet. Like, yeah. I just don't do all that. Yeah. So this is stuff that um, 
that people have given you? That people have given me, sent me, made for me. This is all stuff behind mm, me great. that is like special to me. Mm. Um, I just did a revamp, 2023 books I want to read or books that have changed my life. Uh -huh. You know, I kind of pull out Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples. This is um, Harville Hendricks. He uh -huh. wrote... Um, oh, is that the... Oh, that's not Love Languages. That's not Love Languages. Right. Do you know your love language? Uh, yeah, I forget what it is. Uh, two drink minimum? Two drinks minimum. <laughs> What's your love language? <laughs> yeah. I forget. I think it was... Uh, I think it's time. Time. Time, right? Isn't that one of them? Quality like you, time. Quality, quality time. time. Yeah, I think that. So you it. want to spend, but there's giving and receiving, right? Uh, your love language. So, from what I understand, it's love uh -huh. language is the way you give, fee, receive love, and the way you give love. Right. And if you don't give love the way someone else can receive it, it's not gonna land, oh. so to speak. It's not gonna kill. Got it's it. It's gonna bomb. Right. <laughs> You're gonna keep giving them something that they don't want. They don't want, or they just don't understand. They 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 misinterpret it as pressure or whatever. So when right. people give me gifts, I don't do well with gifts. Uh huh. You know. But I like giving gifts, but I don't like receiving gifts. Right. You know, giving gifts, I always feel like I'm like, save your money. I know you don't I know you're broke. Why yeah. are you giving me money? What what are you doing? You give a kid. <laughs> put this in as the college fund. Like it yeah. stresses me out right. when people spend money on me. Uh-huh. And cause I don't value fancy things. things. Yeah. Right, and right. then I'm like, I know that you went out of your way and wrapped all this. Like now so I feel if like a we're burden. going out and if if we're a couple yeah. and it's your birthday mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't really want anything. Do you really not want anything? How long have we been a couple? Um, a year. You're gonna uh, want a little something. I would want a, a acts of service is the love I receive. Right. So. Uh, so making you dinner. Like that? Are you gonna clean up the dishes too? Oh, of course. Because that's the whole thing. I'll make you clean dinner. Clean as you go. But that's the thing. <laughs> clean, clean as, as you, you go. go. Come on. There's nothing worse. <laughs> clean Are as you, you go. clean as you go guy? Oh yeah. One of my favorite moments ever. <laughs> I was uh, I was engaged uh, briefly, and um, I was at his family's home. And you know, there's there's like, you know, when the the people that marry into the family, uh -huh. you always are kind of like, you two are chilling. Like, and the family always <laughs> thinks they're like the only family yeah. that's ever been a family. And you're the outsiders. And you're the outsiders who are like, <laughs> yeah. you see everything, you know, and you're like, I know that that thing. We got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> oh, here come the stockings. Yeah. Like, here comes the white elephant party. Like, you know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. And um, like, oh, they're gonna tell that story again, which gets told a different way every time by imprisonment. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, and there was just some family rigmarole happening uh -huh. and I really like to be useful and productive. I know what I, when, it's like putting a dog in a crate. It's like yeah. production and uh, productivity and cooperation makes dopamine. I love washing dishes at a party. Uh -huh. I'm the one cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. You guys party. Cool. I'm in here cleaning the kitchen yeah. being useful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so <laughs> someone else that married in family was doing like, this is like Herculean task of dishes. And I'm like, uh -huh. Oh, let me come, let me go. Let me, I'm going to come help you. I'm going to get out of this fucking yeah. argument Give about a, about like a will. It was literally like about a will or something. Oh, I was like, geez. <laughs> and I went over, like, let me help you. He was like, no, I got it. And I was like, let me help you. He was like, I got it. It was like, he was been saying like, let me do this. Uh huh. I need a break. Yeah. This is how I hide. I figured this out sight. first. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I beat you. Sorry. Bitch, bitch you do, I do the Nice dishes. try. You can go clean the garage or come up with something else. This is mine. Like when you're younger, no one wants to do the dishes. When you're married, you're like, I got it. Yeah. I would love nothing more yeah. than to just. And be... cooking and cleaning does you get it, you get it all. You're doing 
pretty much the whole night you're, you're working. How do you divide this all up? Tom, I don't understand. I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm 40 years old. I don't know if I want kids. I don't know how to divide. Like, I, I didn't grow up with a blueprint of a functioning. Like, I, yeah. I lived in an apartment growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I lived half in a one-bedroom apartment with uh -huh. my mom. And then I lived on a farm in West Virginia um, with my aunt. So it's like, I don't know how to, like, right. do, you, do you write down chores? Where was your dad? Uh, my dad was in D.C., but my sister, I didn't live with, like, you right. my parents did this, <laughs> like, I haven't really talked about this much, and um, I'll corroborate with my sister if I can bring it up, but, uh -huh. um, you know, like, in a divorce, when you go, like, oh, custody, like, we, we, you get them weekdays, I get them weekends. Yeah. My parents went, you get one, I'll get the other. Oh. They just, like, split us up. Wow, no yeah. way. Which is, like, I, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great choice. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a great. I've still to this day never heard of. I'm taking this one. You take that one. Yeah. Whoa. So I lived with my mom in an apartment, and my sister lived with my dad. Wow. In a house, like separate in the same city. Wow. Like it was like, but were she's two months older. I'm sorry, thirteen months older than me. I was born two months after she was. So you wouldn't see each other that often. I mean, we try. It's like we were like oh, wow. obsessed with each other, but like separated. That's. Like I moved. That's a lot. I moved, That's a lifetime of figuring shit out yeah i moved to virginia <laughs> yeah. i lived in virginia like i yeah. got sent to virginia to live with my aunts too i was one of those weirdos that lived with their aunts yeah so, you know those kids yeah Aunt. right exactly yeah the, you know yeah. you know when someone's like oh i'm at my grandma's you're like why are you? yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so i'm one of those kids right so at 40 you're like what am i gonna, i just don't know yeah. how to what model am I working from? Yeah. Do you have to sit down with your wife and go, I'll do this and you do this? And no. Oh. No. It's uh it's actually pretty uh I, I remarked about it recently. We have a good unspoken division of labor. I think you both have to be uh into getting shit done. Mm -hmm. And then you're just kind of moving and getting shit done. So we never have like Teamwork if I was just sitting on the couch, you know, watching football and never like washing dishes, like then there'd be friction. But can I ask you a question? But we're we're up and going. I asked this to Alison Bree and James Parker. I am so confused about how Man, relationships work. Yeah. If you're like walking down the hallway in your house. Yeah. Just like it's two PM, like you're writing jokes and or whatever. And she's got to like, and you walk past each like, do you say hi? <laughs> like a coworker. You're like, hey, like, like is it like, <laughs> like I really don't even know how to cohabitate with the person. No, you don't have to say hi. But if you don't, is it like hi? Hey. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to say something if you're leaving. Heading out. Heading out. My wife wants to know if I'm go if I'm even within the house. You just went down and got on the Peloton without telling me. You were just disappeared. That is weird. But I, I want to know, but I also don't want to hear about it. Yeah, but like I should. We're know. all in the house. We're all here. If you go, if you're getting in the car and going, you can't do that. You got to say, "I'm on my way out." I really think the key is that you're both not. If if you're both, if one of if one of you is lazy and one of you is not, if one of then you're in trouble because mm -hmm. then someone, the person who wants to get stuff done, is going to be like, well, "Can you please do a dish?" <laughs> and, the per and the other person's gonna be like, "Will you get off my back?" Like we want it. We're pretty in sync that way, so you don't have to really. There's never a complaint. Like, we've never had to sit down and be like, 
you leave this place like a mess. I just don't think I would be the kind of parent I would be, I yeah. think would be like I'd go to jail. Uh-huh. For like, what offense? When I was 11, <laughs> I called my mom a hooker to her face. Uh-huh. She they were my mom and dad were divorced. Uh-huh. She dated a new man. Uh-huh. I was a punk ass kid riding around DC uh-huh. in like knee high Doc Martens. <laughs> and I was like, You're a hooker. And she smacked me in the face so hard that I hit the ground. Oof. And on her deathbed, I said, Mom, thank you for thank you for doing that. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was disrespectful and just dis- like you know, so Again, I, can we still do that? Yeah. You can okay. do it. They just, they just can't. <laughs> just can't talk about it on podcast. You just can't talk about it on podcast and hope that they don't yeah. talk about it. Like it just every like I don't want to get into incendiary stuff, but it's like it's transgender. Like I grew up poor. Like you were whatever gender your older sibling was. Yeah, yeah. That's how it went. If you're poor, like you yeah. wear the clothes of your older sibling. I'm a tomboy. I'm a this. Like there's no like there's no time. I didn't call my mom Pat- Patty. Right. I see kids calling their mothers their names. They're like, hey, Karen, come on, come on over. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay, Lindsay, can I get some milk? <laughs> like, what? Free time is the is the is the biggest poison, you know, for the kids. Yeah. For the kids, for the family. But we're meant to culture. have a tribe. We're meant to have people, more women helping. And yeah, but we're also, you know, when you're when everyone's hustling, you're not sitting around thinking about these issues. But hustling for what? Why are they? Why are these kids so busy? You, you got shit to do. My my I mean, friends' you, kids, their schedules are just back to back. Yeah, they're, they're slammed. I mean, those schedules are insane. But just like the day to day is insane. But do we just think, getting everybody up and fed and? Can <laughs> I ask you a question? <laughs> can we go through? You're a parent. Can we just go down the list of things I've been trying to address? Yes. Ballet. Ballet. It can go. Yes. Gone. Canceled. Ballet's canceled. Don't you think? Mm, not why, in our though? world. But why? Do we need it? They're all dancing. It's yeah, an expression. I talked about my last special. Sorry to be redundant, but it's like, but just like we don't girls in little tiny little baby camel toes. I feel like you can go. Uh, Teach them about like money and digging and planting <laughs> things, maybe. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they really love it. Girl Scouts. Uh, I don't know. You, you learn some useful stuff. Fishy, I don't know. What? How to, start a, what? how to start a fire. My? How to work with others. How about, really? How to you work know, with you, others and respect yourself. And by that, you mean everyone's, all the kids' moms have to stress out in trying to sell these cookies? It's so easy now. They have apps for it. You but can why, do them online. why, but that's not teaching the kids the skills. <laughs> Teach them how to bake the cookies. Send them out there. Send them out there with their little thing. Have them set up a, a little table at the uh, supermarket and interact with the community. Your wife has that kind of time? Uh, no, we quit Girl Scouts. What sports are cool? Um, football's cool, baseball's cool, mm-hmm. basketball's cool, volleyball's cool. Uh, team sports cool. is key. Team sports are great. I do, Swimming's good. As, as My daughter I, was a swimmer. That's good. Uh, I would, I never really loved gymnastics. I'm good. No, that's a wrap. No, 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 no. Gymnastics doesn't need to happen. Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely not. Yeah. Larry Nasser, no. It's a no on gymnastics. Yeah. Gymnastics is weird. It's it got weird. weird. Every I'm looking through photos of me as a kid, and it's just like, I'm like, is it legal for me to even look at this picture of myself <laughs> as a kid in this sexy thong with my camel toe? Like, I don't even want to look at this, and it's me. <laughs> but the, the- Too young for spandex. And it's just, it's it's- it's dangerous. Anyone it's that, but not also, good physically. why are you a gymnastics teacher for kids? Like, that's my other thing. Is like, yes, kids should be able to tumble, but like, 
the teacher should be appointed, not not someone who's like, I want to be a children's gymnastics teacher. Here's my resume. I'm great with kids. <laughs> like, why do you want to be? Yeah. I don't that? know. It is weird that we've gotten so many sickos that like the people who really just want to inspire and teach children have can't can't. Yeah. That's kind of upsetting. It is upsetting. Because there's, you know, I grew up in sports and there was these people just taught us and you were alone with them and they gave you advice and they could put your their hand on your shoulder and make you feel all right just mm -hmm. with some advice. Right. And now like there's so many sickos that took advantage of that that that's gone. That's a loss. It's a bummer. It's a real loss. Such a bummer. Yeah. And a bummer for the parents because now you have to give them all the advice and they don't want to hear it. It's, <laughs> it's also just like, I guess it's just as I get older, I kind of look at them just like, it, you know, it's taking me a long time to figure this out. Like I, you know, rehabilitate dogs and horses and mm -hmm. the, the, you get you, you start getting successful rehabilitating animals when you just go like oh every animal has such a unique personality mm -hmm. such a unique epigenetic imprinting such a unique ancestral yeah. uh trauma database like yeah and you're like oh like none none of this is accommodating to any neurodivergence or to you know whatever so i actually i just learned again all the family secrets come out when your parents die bittersweet i went to montessori school Montessori, I guess the whole thing about Montessori school, I think we got, I don't think I, we paid the bill, so I don't know if I got to stay that long, but um, <laughs> it's the idea is that you get to kids gravitate towards what they're interested in. Yeah. Do you know anything about Montessori? Not really. It's basically like, um, uh, basically it is, Montessori is a method of education that's based on self-directed activity, hands-on mm -hmm. learning, collaborative play. Montessori classrooms, children make creative choices in their learning, their classroom, and the highly trained teacher offer age-appropriate activities guide in the process. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's like paintbrushes, there's calculators, there's yeah. a swimming pool. I don't know. Microscopes. Don't know. Microscopes, thank you so much. <laughs> and then a, a, a dead frog with a yeah. knife next to I don't know, and you gravitate towards it, and then you go the direction with the kid they, yeah, based on foster what, it. Kind of, which yeah. is sort of, um, what was young Whitney going for? Well, I mean, just a gun, gun, <laughs> gun, gun. Why is there no microphone? <laughs> I'm going to need a microphone or a megaphone. What's the deal with Montessori school? I'm already just criticizing. Look this. at this kid painting. <laughs> Nerd alert. I'm just roasting him. So it's like, I just, uh, I feel like we spend so much of our time as adults. Yeah deprogramming what we learned <laughs> as kids. I'm just wondering, is yeah. there a way to just, yeah, you know? I like that though, because there is no perfect, you know, the parent, the, the grownups are doing the best they can, trying to think that they're helping. They may be hurting and having to deprogram. We have to do something, they have to go somewhere every day. Yeah. <laughs> there's chaos. Yeah. It's almost like you're just supposed to support. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be there and let them feel like, we got you. Soft spots, you're, soft place to land. Yeah, you're okay. We've got your back. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. What goes into, I, I also am obsessed with the naming children. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had a, a situation where with them, um, when I was like, oh, okay, I've done, like, I've done, I think it's everyone's job to heal themselves because I think a lot of people move through the world. I mean, assuming you can afford it, have time, like move through the world with a lot of invisible wounds mm -hmm. and then it ends up hurting 
other people and themselves and self-sabotage, whatever. Yeah. You've worked on, you know, yeah. comedians we are, these like weird lone wolf, like Peter Pan <laughs> people. But we also have to work in really high stakes, high pressure situation yeah. with crews of 200, 300 people, whatever. And it's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, uh, I watched the Glee documentary last night. Uh-huh. Yo, it's wild. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Not so gleeful? Just about like, just sort of, you know, I would like to, you know, in the way we say no animals were harmed in the making of this movie, mm. how about no humans were harmed in the <laughs> making of this movie? Yeah. Like, I've been on sets where the squirrel was treated better the, 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 <laughs> than the people. Is that you what Glee was? What, the Glee was, Glee was uh, yeah, I mean, the hours, like, it, it goes into it. It's called The Price of Glee, I think, uh-huh. and it's the crew talking about right. how rough it was right. on the cast and crew yeah in these hours like who's getting no child care like yeah. no one's coming you know so i just did these roasts um for only fans and a big part of my thing was like i like just give me a budget i'll do it like mm-hmm. there was a babysitter for kids but also child care oh wow around a bunch of machines that make chemicals and smoke and yeah. sawdust like <laughs> yeah. that's not child care they need me in a safe spot uh-huh. with you know sort yeah. of thing and it's like this weirdly inhumane engine that makes the thing that's supposed to make everyone happy. It's like, it's like zoo shit. It's on some zoo shit. Yeah. And you're saying that that's because those people are damaged. They're not looking out for everybody the way they're supposed to. Maybe. Or I think it's just the the irony, I guess, of Mm -hmm. like comics, how in order to bring joy to people, (laughs) we hurt ourselves sometimes. And then in order to make these movies and TV shows, a lot of people are getting hurt in order to bring you joy. Which is not really necessary or needed. I mean, it's back to the thing of like trauma and comedy. It's like, you know, there was, it was pretty legendary and it's kind of remarkable that it sticks out as unusual. Like everybody loves Raymond had like a sane work environment and Ray had a family and Phil had a family and they wanted to be home by, they wanted to clock out at five. And they didn't want to work until the middle of the night and just run people ragged and completely abusive. A lot of sitcom so they, hours were designed for men to cheat on their wives. Yeah, <laughs> right. They didn't, yeah, they didn't want to go home. They didn't want to go home. Right. And that 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 a normal happy work environment was fostered there. I'm sure there were complaints, but also part of the reason that the show being so brilliant is like a big part of his philosophy. And when I did a show, I tried to you know I was a child, so I didn't know what I was doing, but um, uh, is also go home because this show's about a family so right. you'll come back with story ideas right like from your family art can't imitate life if you don't have a life right right but how unusual i mean how sad that that was like so rare so rare yeah exactly we like comedians are put in the you know uh uh eric sicklin who um worked on frazier maybe was involved in raymond too he uh, worked on a show that I did and he was like yeah he works on so many sitcoms with comics yeah he's like i've never understood this whole thing where comedians get sitcoms and then they're expected to know what they're, it's like, you're funny and brilliant, now run a 7-Eleven. Right. That's how he put it. And it was just like, so true. Yeah. I just want like my dad to love me, I just want attention, now I'm in charge of 200 people whose dads didn't love them? Right. Like this, I'm gonna hurt someone by accident. Yeah. This is not, and we only have four days to make the show. But you also need that person who Knows the funny, who knows that, who's going to keep their eye on the 
joke. Right? What keeps you going now? Like I see your relationship with making bread <laughs> and your relationship with comedy. And mm. I'm like, this guy no has figured it out. I don't know if I figured it out, but I definitely uh I definitely feel like it is our task, it is our job, it's our reason for being, uh, is to create things. It's to make stuff and put it out. It's kind of what it's all about. So I'm supposed to make more stand-up specials, keep writing, keep performing, trying to improve at that, as be as funny as possible. At that, I'm writing these books. I just on my third book. You're so, like, so good at that. What like how how do you um how do you decide what goes in a book and what goes on stage? Uh, they're pretty, they're kind of brush up against each other at times, but it's, uh, certain things you're like, this is never going to live on stage. This is, this is an essay about something funny, but it's also very thoughtful and it's about, you know, family or something deep and, and that's not writing, going to be over there. When you're writing, are you going, I want to get this out or are you going like, no, I'm doing I this project with about Phyllis Diller. Oh, and yeah. I've been reading her books and me and Jenna Friedman are writing it together oh, nice. and um, I'm reading it and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is what she said. And, this, and then I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> Jenna, Jenna. I was like, she's an entertainer. Mm -hmm. She's writing a book. What if she was being an entertainer when she was writing this book? Mm -hmm. Like when Did she write it. Did Phyllis write her? Uh, this was the this was the lampshade in a whorehouse one. Oh yeah, yeah. It was this one. It's a great cover. This one, yeah. yeah, great cover. And this one, my life in comedy with yeah Richard Buskin, right? With this guy, and I'm kind of like so he she probably was telling stories or whatever, mm -hmm. but I don't I don't know the answer uh, exactly, yeah. but I was kind of like, wait a minute, like when I wrote my book, I was radically it was like a, writing a journal. Yeah. When they sent the transfer back to me, I was like, you can't really. This, this is my private, this is my diary. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, but you were doing it. Because I, I think I just, like, had so much stuff clogged up in me. Mm -hmm. And then when you get offered a book deal, I think for me, like, I never thought I would make it as a com comedian in a way. And, like, yeah. when you get an opportunity, you can't say no. Yeah. Even yeah. though you're not – because you're just like, I'll never get this again. Yeah. Saying no would be just ungrateful or ridiculous. Did you enjoy it ultimately? Right. Did you do it, it again? I don't know the answer to either question. Uh huh. I just don't think I know. Yeah. I loved it. I loved, I loved, uh, I loved sitting at the desk every day and and writing. What if it and never got it published? Would, I would not have kept going. It would have all just gone into stand up. Because I always wonder, like, yeah. am I doing this to get it out, or did I have to get paid to actually write it? Because I do not write down my feelings at all yeah. unless someone's paying me, which is very <laughs> sick. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I just feel like it's it's our job. It's like I'm a comedian. I've been doing this my whole life. And it's like stand-up specials, great. Books, great. I can keep writing those to the end of time. And uh, and anything else like in between. But I just feel like that's – it's a very – there's no more like what am I going to do? Where is this going to fit? Like when you say you get – you got to figure it out. There is a piece to these are the things that I do. And I'm mm -hmm. writing all the time and creating all the time. And that's it. And then just have fun and just be as funny as possible. And I mean, it's what a gift. What a great thing that you're my friend. 
so is weird. such a great thing. So weird. We were watching some that real estate show. I think I texted you, and you just and you. That wasn't people... me. That was Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> I had like orange hair. You, but yeah, but you're beautiful and you're just so funny. You have all these people you've been watching in this show, and all of a sudden they're with a funny person, and there's like this special other creature just entered the room and is funnier than everybody, and just commanding for these moments and i what was it that was so great just just as, just as a just as a fan thing my daughter was making me watch this show i wasn't watching this show she, i wanted to be with her and she's watching the show and then you pop in and then to go to tell my daughter that's my friend that's my friend whitney and she was like didn't want to really give me credit but she did you know but I mean, what a great thing that we're in this world of just funny joy. What a great stuff. thing that your and daughter then, thinks that, you're a liar, and then my daughter thinks that I'm a liar. <laughs> now she'll be a comedian. Great. But really, cycle continues. <laughs> how 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 great? How great? I haven't seen it. Have I? Do I come off like a maniac? Um, no. Oh. No, not at all. You're great. It's and they 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 uh, everything I just said was was right. And you look great. You look beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Can I ask, like, what, um, I'm just like, it's such a pivotal, like, place, you know? It's like, it's like this special, um, this is the highest compliment I can give any, any special, which is that, um, Tom Papa's What a Day, uh, made me jealous. That's good. Like, I was jealous. Mission accomplished. Jealous. (laughs) Do you, is there anything now where you're like, like, how do you've always just, you know, how to process, has your process changed and what you decide to talk about given now everything gets feedback, everyone's going through stuff with a fine tooth comb, people are looking for an excuse to say that comedians are punching down and we're problematic and we're like, yeah. is there, are you ever like, yeah, not worth it. Or do you go, you know what, I'm going to go harder here. Um, I don't, you know, I talk a lot about family and where we kind of, emotionally that's are the key, the, but by the way that's the most like it's weird like when i see something that's not incendiary on any level it's just funny there's something kind of like incendiary about that yeah. like you're just into the same woman <laughs> like every night like that's kinky like that's yeah you but like love you, your kids like yeah but then you're you know then you have but then you have uh you know Am I not going far enough? Is it not exciting enough to talk about that other things? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think comedians I think used just... to, I think that what you do, this, if I may, what I was yeah. trying to say and I didn't do well, I think that it used to be comedians were where you went to hear the craziest thing, the meanest thing, yeah. the most shocking thing. But now you can find mean, shocking, that's all there is. It's everywhere. So now it's on us to be like, I mean, my last special like wasn't even, you know, it's like I think I'm yeah. known for talking about sex. So this was about like playgrounds because it was like the, yeah. the, sh- the most shocking thing you can do right now <laughs> yeah. is just talk about how much you love your wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Or just not be false. You yeah. Know? And that's the thing. If I'm not living a life uh, that's decadent and you know, rageful, why would I, why would my act be that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's, I think it's really just be as truthful as possible. And you're always just mining stuff. And there's always more stuff there. You know? Have you ever like, is there, is there a joke that's like similar to like, I don't ever, I don't believe in the notion, the one that got away, you know, like the girl that got away, the guy that got away. It's uh-huh. like, it wasn't meant for you, you know, but sometimes yeah. we have that wistful, like sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> like the joke, the bit that got away, like the thing that you're like, <laughs> this should have worked, that you are always kind of in the back of your head, like I'll do that next special, I'll do it next special. Yeah. Like do you have- I don't have a specific, but I do know- Mine's about scuba diving. Is it? 
Yeah, I don't have a specific, but I do know like there's a t- there are times when I'll get a little more abstract and weird about a concept and the audience isn't there and I always get frustrated like does it all have to be just literal and straight like if there's anything with a hint of weirdness that they're into I'm so delighted and want more of that but they for some reason they don't let me do it all I the love time. that idea cuz it's like I think of us as like comparing <laughs> to other jobs really helps me like the idea yeah. that like you know, someone at a clothing store that just is supposed to sell jeans. The yeah. guy that works there is like, but look at this denim thong. And everyone's like, we don't want that. And they're like, I just worked on that. Like, come much once every now. Like, I need to have some fun too, guys. Fine. You don't get it. You yeah. Don't get you know me. what I mean? Just the idea that like, like, and I love this because, you know, whenever I talk to a chef or anything, I go, where do you eat? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So like, what entertains you, yeah. Tom Papa? Like, where do you go to be entertained? Oh, man. When you talk about, like, we're, when we Postmates, like, why don't we have all this extra time? Mm. I don't have, like, I I don't understand the people that have the time to watch, like, shows. <laughs> to, like, watch hours and hours of Yellowstone. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I really I don't get it. I think most people, I'm going to, uh, can I, if I may? Please. I think a lot of people lie. About watching all this stuff? Well, because when I was doing shows at CBS and NBC, and ABC, too, they say yeah. that a person... I mean, I don't trust any study ever, so take yeah. it with a grain of salt, but I don't know why they have a vested interest in this because it's kind of negative data, uh-huh. which is like someone, when they say a show is their favorite show, mm-hmm. this was seven years ago, Yeah, they've seen three episodes. Ah, uh, really? I don't know. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not, I don't know. That makes more sense to me than people watching me you 24 watched, hours of a show. I, I was like, I watched Ozark over the last, <laughs> whatever holiday break yeah. it took me four days it's straight four yeah it is a four day <laughs> yeah and when are you ever getting that time i love that for that reason recently i mean i read a lot and what do you read everything biographies seems like no mostly i mean some biographies i'm reading dylan's now and have bono's on deck have but you read the novels. Anthony Kiedis one? Anthony Kiedis, no. apparently, his is amazing. I have oh, yeah? Too. And Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah. That's one that I'm dying to read. Oh, that would right be here. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so picky about books. A lot of novels. And, yeah, because they're an investment. Like, it's you're like, really spending it's like, time. It's so, I get so commitment phobic. I have to, like, carry it around for a while. <laughs> like, I carry a book around, and if someone's like, oh, yeah. that's a great book, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, it takes me so much to commit to a book. Yeah. And I think we're kind of weirdly, like, back to word of mouth. Like, mm-hmm. when... I think, like, to your point about, you know, journal, why people put so much pressure on comedians now to be these moral authority figures because we've, you know, lost the trust we had, you know, the tiny, yeah. the minuscule trust we had left in, um, you know, journalists and in politicians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like when someone's promoting a movie too hard, you're kind of like, why are you pushing this yeah, so hard, what's up? guy? Right, yeah, exactly. But if, like, I'm in the hallway and Tom Pop is like, dude, you got to check out. Yeah this movie oh, I'm like 100%. I'll watch it yeah 100% so it's like we're back yeah. I had a theory I have this movie <laughs> I have a, I'm doing this Fox show that's coming out soon and uh, this Paramount movie and I'm like should we just hire actors to like go around cities and just be in an elevator and be like oh god I just saw this movie uh, <laughs> yeah it's so good to just pretend to be people word of mouth army yeah that would, that's pretty brilliant because it billboards I'm like why are you putting so much work into <laughs> like I'll see it if it's good I'll know yeah and reading I, I feel like uh, like 
the more you read, the better you write, for sure. And so anytime, even, I remember Stephen King saying, like, he would just carry a book around and, like, even, like, five minutes waiting for whatever, just read a couple. It doesn't wow. have to be, I have to read 50 pages. Just have to read. Mm-hmm. So you should always be, always be reading. I have a folder on my phone. This is not as good or tantamount, but it's um, screen grabs uh-huh. of, like, quotes and, like, passages that yeah, yeah. resonate with me they could be platitudes or aphorisms like who cares but and if i have like five minutes i'm waiting to go into an appointment or something yeah, yeah. i'll go and look in my screen grab folder mm-hmm. like pictures images my new thing like 2023 is like we are so careful now what we put in our bodies you know I'm, i we do all this research i'm gonna back so i'm not gonna get back so i know what's in it and then we just put trash thoughts in our brain and trash images <laughs> right. and trash whatever so when people like send me a, like a meme or a video i'm like i'm not what is it? I'm not going to look at this until I, because mm-hmm. I don't want, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat fast food. Well, no. I do sometimes, but it's and fast food. It sticks. Food. You're right. You're really right. I just like, I don't want to take on um, poison. Men- <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. mentally, it's not nutritious, but yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like um, brain hygiene. Like yeah. people just send you videos of like, you know, check this out. This guy just got shot in the face. I'm like, I don't want to see <laughs> I know, that. I know. It's like 11, 15. I'm not even yeah. on your time zone, dude. Yeah. Like, don't show me this. Yeah. How do you handle social media in your day? I do all my social media. Like, we shoot it, but someone else, like, posts it. So you're not flipping through Instagram looking at people's I stuff? I do, but I really have muted uh, a lot yeah. of people. or Because I think that, like, I have this theory that comedians that – there needs to be like an app. Like we should, com, other comedians shouldn't be able to see other comedians' posts because uh-huh. I literally will be like promoting a show, whatever. I'm coming to Oxnard, and I'm like, if Chris Rock sees this, like by some weird accident, <laughs> like I just, I there's like four comics yeah. that I think about. <laughs> I know that if they see it, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld for whatever reason. <laughs> is with Mulaney that day <laughs> and Mulaney's with Dan Levy and he sees it come up and they're like, seeing us be thirsty. I just, I can't take, they're uh, on this private plane and my thing, I can't take that chance, even though none of those <laughs> men would ever buy a ticket. But then you see other, but then you see comedians who we know and love and they're promoting nonstop and it's working. Their crowds are showing up because I have the same thing. I have the shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, it used to be you go inside and do the ha-has, and there was someone outside going, comedy inside. Yeah. We go, comedy inside. Then we run in and do the stand-up. I had panic last night because I realized I had nothing on my Instagram stories. That it is... It actually was... There was actually zero on it. I was like, oh, where's my dog? <laughs> By the way, that's bad. That is bad. That's Not bad. even a repost? <laughs> nothing. Just... Just because, because, yeah, we're, I'm like, just tumbleweeds. This such a quick addiction of like, yeah, because if you don't have stories all the time, you get, you're not in the first five of someone's <laughs> circles. Yeah. I know. Disappear. How about this? Your career is when over. You, when you posted a great story that you were going to archive into highlights mm-hmm. in 24 hours passes and you've missed it. <laughs> It like ruins my whole day, and I'm like, ah, like it's not everyone, healthy. everyone's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine that I didn't archive this. <laughs> I know exactly. Like you dork, because yeah. I also think like I would love to know like for me, comedy like I think ultimately it boils down to 
my fear of being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Someone said, I don't know who it was, maybe you do, that comedians become comedians to control how you're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. it's, it's on our terms. And now we just have to embarrass ourselves all day. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like if you told me 20 years ago, you're going to have to be like, hey, guys, swipe up. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm on the ticket and doing dances. I would have been like, that's not for me. Do we have to, though? I would have gotten to stripping, I think. Do or we have to? prostitution or porn. Do we have to? I mean, think about Let's see. OK, so Donald Glover. I mean, I guess he's not really touring is a stand up anymore. More as a musician who doesn't do it. Anthony Jeselnik doesn't really do social media. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think Joe Coy. Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, people like that, they, this is the kind they of, work it. this is kind of the cool thing I think uh, that happened. And, you know, social media, I don't think is as powerful as we think it is, if I'm going to be honest. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of smoke and mirrors because, like, we're not always getting the algorithm. What are the, I mean, I don't, I yeah. have friends that I follow, haven't muted them. I'm like, oh, how was last weekend? They're like, like, uh -huh. their post might not show up for two days that I don't really look at, you know? Yeah. So, like if yeah. you were kind of quote unquote for lack of a better word i don't want to say rejected but like not embraced by hollywood mm -hmm. 10 15 years ago with special special a lot of those comics did their specials on their own mm -hmm. because comedy central or whoever wasn't buying it but then they ended up owning their own audio mm -hmm. and when you own your own audio instead of having viacom own it or whoever then you were able to sell that when sirius came up raw right. dog comedy channels now you own your audio and mm -hmm. you can sell it all around the world whereas a lot of people that did get those specials we don't own our audio mm -hmm. we try to buy it back from hbo who do you call for that right. hbo max hbo <laughs> go i don't even know where to find half the yeah. shit we've made so then they were able to put their stuff on audio and mm -hmm. so many people consume comedy you know dry on road trips driving yeah on radio yeah. and podcasts and you can put your material on spotify I, I i haven't been able to do that for a couple of my specials but is there a way to work social media in a way that you don't feel like we're the, a clown i'm just not sure that social you know media I mean? has really gotten a comic something they didn't already deserve i do feel like certain cities you put stuff up and people just know that you're coming well, we had to you used to have to do radio. I guess that was just you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, that was the, right. I'd rather do it at uh, when I wake up than at four a.m. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I just feel like it's so funny that 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 what we're doing for a living mm -hmm. during the day, <laughs> yeah, is talking about how what we do for a living has changed and we're <laughs> grumpy about it, yeah. and people still want to hear us talk about it. <laughs> I'm just stunned yeah. that we get to do this. I know. It is pretty remarkable. I guess it's because we have, we talk for a living and we are good at articulating <laughs> things. Yeah. And I always feel safe when someone knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and it's soothing. Right, right, Like right. my new thing yeah. to calm down is uh -huh. I watch documentaries of people that are the best at what they do. Nice. Marine Abramovic documentary, The Artist is Present. I'm like, yeah. this bitch is the best at what she does. And it's just like, mommy, mommy's home. Ah, everything's fine. The Gerard Richter painter documentary. Yeah. Ah, daddy, daddy's home. And he knows what he's doing. Where someone else is in charge. I get yeah. to be the beta or the omega. That's the alpha. <laughs> so maybe when people listen to podcasts, they're like, this person, these people, yeah. they know what they don't know. And they know what they know. And they're funny every once in a while. Yeah. And that's soothing. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. like, yeah. I recently, music is like oddly stressful to me because uh -huh. I'm so literal. Yeah. 
like this holiday season was, you know, this was the first holiday season where it was like, you know, I was like, all these songs are like grooming. <laughs> like, when was the song written? You know, the one that's like the girl that's like, come inside, have a drink, don't yeah. leave. What was that song? It's like reindeer. It's cold outside. Yeah, Maybe grandma it's cold got outside. run over. <laughs> what if you're like what the fuck like i just now hear things differently uh, I, maybe it's because i came up birth control and i'm more like yeah. hyper vigilant on shit yeah everything like hits me sideways uh, now. that's interesting so it's nice to just watch people yeah you know i think that maybe also because the mm -hmm. mount rushmore of like authority figures we used to have like name yeah who are our heroes who do we who are the who do we look up to now? Well, that's a problem. That's a kind Who are of the a, role models? It's a problem because it's all about perfection now. And if anyone has any flaws, then they're not allowed. Who do your kids? Well, not, to me, right? I think the best role model is someone that makes a mistake publicly and handles it great. Yeah. Because you go, a mistake is a mistake. That's what it's supposed to be. But yeah. if you do it again, it's a pattern. And that's what, you know. Right. But if right. you're, hey, I did that thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think recovering with grace you're more of a hero than if you never made the mistake at all. Yeah, 100%. But we're kind of like just coming into that. There is no such thing as perfection. You're right. I mean, there's, I think, but I think we're kind of coming into this realization that, mm -hmm. you know, other than heinous things, mm -hmm. people can could have said something at a certain point or had a misstep of some, some kind, uh, and they're still okay. You can still, they can still be your role model for all the good things that they did. What are jobs that you're okay with your children having? Anything. Really? Anything. If they're passionate. Yeah. If they're passionate and into it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's no expectations or even thoughts of you should go do this. Because mm -hmm. who the hell knows? Who knows? Who and knows? also, I think that when I talk to parents now, I get fascinated because there's a lot of... um. I think parents that I see, they're like, and they're wearing masks to school and they're on their screens all day. And I get torn because I don't have a child. And I don't mm. know how I would behave if, you know, I have no business like telling parents how to parent. Where you're like, well, shouldn't we let them prepare for the life they're going to have instead of. Yeah, what we had. Yeah, that's, that's. Maybe they will be wearing masks on and off. Maybe yeah. they will be on remote only. Like, yeah, you don't know. What do you do? You don't know. You can all, you just do. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, just be present. Just be around. Just have them know that you're there. I'd love to see you raising some little warrior. <laughs> it would be pretty great. It would be pretty great because you get uber. I mean, I'm not telling you how to live, but. It would be, you would be good at it. You think? Yes. I you, think so. You think it through, you're loyal, you're, I, it would be powerful. I think the reason I'd be good at having a kid uh -huh. is that I'm radical. I tell on myself. Because uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, hey, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I did just knock a drink out of someone's hand <laughs> at Starbucks because they <laughs> took it from, and I shouldn't have done that. And that was disrespect. Like, I, yeah. I think that the only, quote mistake or like unfortunate thing I see parents doing is like <laughs> like you know parents are screaming and fighting and the kids are like what's going on like well we you know mommy and daddy are having a loud conversation we <laughs> are in an acting class and we're working on a scene yeah, yeah. and that's us acting honey and you're like kids know kid, I think kids are born like knowing everything mm -hmm. and then we gaslight them <laughs> yeah like intuition they know and yeah. then we're like there's a man every December that comes to give you <laughs> presents. 
Like we lie to our kids yeah. like left and right and there's a bunny. Well, sometimes it's worth it. Is it? <laughs> I have a theory about Santa Claus. This is one of my bits that got away of uh -huh. like that it was that it's surveillance. It's like some parent was like, I cannot get my kid to fucking behave. Yeah. And that's like there's someone watching you. Exactly. All year, that's, every day. That's what I said. It's sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the year, if you're not but naughty or nice, you yeah. will get presents. And the kids were like, like it worked. It was like He's an invisible, watching. invisible babysitter. <laughs> yeah, with bribery attack. You know? So yeah. it's like, I don't, I just have a no lying policy. And it's like. Well, yeah. But that's why you would be good. Because you would, you would, you wouldn't do it the way your neighbors do it. But then my kid would go to school and go, Santa Claus isn't real. And all the other parents would go, what the fuck, Whitney? <laughs> yeah. And he'd have some, they'd have some rough years, but they'll be successful. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> they would. I'm telling you. But don't you have to get on the same page with all the parents? Some degree. Somewhat. Like, cause then I'm like, my, I have the kid. I mean, yeah. I have the Alex Jones of the kids. <laughs> yeah. Who's like, hey, yeah, there's no such thing as the Easter Bunny. There's no such thing as the Tooth Fairy. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. Yeah. No, but you know, he doesn't And have our to gym be... teacher kind of wants to fuck us. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to raise Alex Jones, yeah. but I think you And the recorder's weird. Why are we like <laughs> Why are we sucking on a phallic thing? Yeah. Dances I think are weird. Why are we forcing our kids to date? Well, there's some joy in life. We don't have to strip all the all the nice school things. School dances? Yeah. Where's the joy in it? You get to be around other kids without a parent around, and you're like, oh, there's sweaty. 10, you get, there's, well, and you get to talk to a girl, and you get to get be close, and like it's okay, and I can try and figure out maybe how to be respectful and nice. But why are we forcing nice and, our, the kids we teach to date? What else are we supposed to do? Just put them in a, yeah. in a garage Box. and leave them alone? Yes, kind of. <laughs> yes. To hike, build, learn be. to build. Let them be. I just, the dance thing, the, you look at the trauma that kids have from prom, <laughs> who are you going to ask, who you're not going to ask. The whole thing about prom night is that you fuck at the end. Well, that wasn't my prom. I'm so, but that's, <laughs> exactly. But like, why are teachers like, who's going to ask me, who's not? And then you show up, everyone gets like limousines that no one can afford and dresses <laughs> no one can afford. It's the most stressful panic. No one's focusing on studying or they're just like, who in this school am I going to let fuck me? <laughs> and the teachers are like, we're what? Good job. Don't fuck it here. You have to wait till you get to the hotel. Your parents. I thought it was just about getting a nice corsage and some pictures. No, dude, prom is like weird grooming arranged virginity. I don't know. Remember all those school dances? Yeah, but it's teaching you to be a gentleman and. Is it? Yeah. They're going, what if you. The, the number of guys I know that uh -huh. felt like if I don't fuck this girl on prom night, I'm a bad. I'm a. The guys that were counting on prom night to get laid they were a mess like if if, if you got to the end of senior junior year like and you're like call. yeah exactly it's like if you didn't have your shit together by you know the beginning of the year i just think that the schools i don't know schools feel a little broken to me at the moment i just like i'm looking around and i'm just like i don't know it just feels weirdly sexual i just learned that got, kids have boners in school i didn't know that no one i just learned this what do you think there was it, it clocked out well, when the no. bell rang? I just was like this guy that I'm dating. He's like, oh no, we like we have boners like in school. We're like trying to hide them with our trapper keeper. And I'm like, what? Why isn't there like a like a room you can go to to handle it in school? You have dogs. It just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah, but 
Why is my pug walking but around with a lipstick hanging yeah, out? Yeah, but it's they're, out of they're his control. near the ground. They're not like... <laughs> sometimes. You, yeah, you but sometimes they're laid back with their... <laughs> I know, but it's like... Con, like, I, if they're on neuter, like, are you telling me you were like in class with a fucking boner? Like... Enjoying every but, minute of it. <laughs> but also, if you're 12 and you have a boner for a girl, that, are you a pedophile if she's 10? Like, oh, it's just weird. You're humiliated and you're humiliated. You don't, please don't call on me. I'm surprised. Why did I wear sweatpants I'm surprised today? there are more school shootings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I didn't know this about kids. Like, I'm like having a boy. Yeah. No one told me that there was just like a, it was an appendage that you couldn't, I thought you guys could control. Where were you it. in seventh grade? Weren't, weren't you, I had acne, so I was, had a whole other kind of boner. I'm trying to squeeze the white pus out of my face in the bathroom because I'm worried about. You know, oh, it's so crazy that was giving some kid a boner. Your boner. <laughs> You're worried about your boner. I'm worried about my zit. Like I think we just. It's a mess. No one could corroborate, like relate to the other's experience. And now ask someone to the dance. I just didn't realize how sexual it all. We're like climbing ropes in class, like like in gym class. Like I don't know. Remember with sit ups when they would a boy would hold your feet and you do sit ups. <laughs> and they would just look at your underwear like i just i was just waiting to have my period as a girl you were just sitting there in class all the time being like blood is that blood is my blood is that my period is that my blood you're like i'm four i don't think it's time yet like that's all you would because you'd worry yeah. about having your period at school yeah of course you know and then yeah. you guys were having boners at school yeah no it's a mess that's why it's uh <laughs> that's why Psychotic. very few people look back at their school days like those were the days we are the worst species dude giraffes they give birth the, the giraffe walks away <laughs> legs gone yeah. yeah, we're a big jello mold for we're two years. We're just like, <laughs> you're going to start bleeding at some point in school. Someone help me. Maybe you should adopt an 18-year-old. Skip all that I don't that think part. that's legal. I think that's I think that's highly. 17? I don't think you can like buy an 18-year-old. I think that's like sex trafficking. 17 and a half? Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't, I'm one of the few comics that I don't know the age of each day. But yeah, I do see myself adopting. I, I could, uh, being like having West Virginia ancestry, the the kids born in the opioid epidemic, like it, it keeps yeah. me up at night. Look, I don't know if it would really work out, but I would love to watch it. You Watch me. I, I like the idea of adopting because if the kid's a, like a dud, I, like, I'm yeah. like, not my fault. I mean, it's like, like you know yeah, what I mean? Come on now. I like the idea that because yeah, I, I did my part. Because I think so many parents take it so personally when their kid yeah. is human and, you know, makes mistakes and learns. Yeah. Like, I, if my kid, like, steals at 12, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. not my fault. So I adopted this thing, I and they're like, "Oh, good point. You know, not your fault." Like, yeah. I like some that. of this is genetic. Yeah, just like I got it at like three. So most of the yeah. most of the um, neural pathways are made by that. You know? <laughs> right. So I, I'm, I'm, my hands are clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like a good way to go. Yeah. And then they're born addicted to opiates. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in order to understand the kid's experience, I'd have to take opiates. Right. To be a good mother, I just have to be on opiates all, you know, so I could really That would work. I don't do opiates. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I think you're a great person. <laughs> and I think Has uh, this been a you nightmare? Think, you think a lot about these things. <laughs> and I think uh, whatever choice you make is not gonna be lazy. You're gonna it's gonna be well thought out. Yeah, I do. I don't yeah. think I, I'm done with thinking I'm neurotic. I don't think you can spend too much time thinking about, about a child. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or the animals in your life or the 
Yeah. I'm going to be one of those thoughtful parents. Yeah. Who like has a plan <laughs> and doesn't just like put their kid in a grocery cart and let him like shit everybody. Yeah. Just feed him and be around. Yeah. That's really your job. Consist it's like it. Consistency. Consistency. Because they're their own thing. They show up. They are what they are. They want to know. I took this like attachment strategy class of like they want to be able to the uh, for secure attachment. Like we talked about love languages and stuff. Yeah. And uh, your attachment style uh, is decided very young. So because uh, gorillas, which we're very similar to, you know, mm -hmm. and all right would survive in the wild, a baby gorilla would survive in the wild, uh, how long if they were left alone by their mom? A baby gorilla? Um, a month. One hour. An hour? An hour. Wow. Because it's like we just don't have, your head, you can yeah. move your head up. Yeah. You know, I just, my goddaughter was just born. I'm holding this thing. Its skull Jeez. starts, there's no skull to hear yeah. when they're born. Yeah, it's weird. It's what they're amphibians that breathe yeah. water. Like it's, you know, they're little tadpoles. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And then um, you the know, attachment. so but but the way that George Haas explained it that really helped me is that when babies crawl, they wanna crawl and then look back and know you're there. Yeah. And then they'll crawl further. Mm -hmm. Look back, know you're there. Crawl, they're gonna look back. Now you're on your phone. Yeah. Lost him. This is as far as I can go. Yeah. So then that's how they basically just knowing you're watching them mm -hmm. is all they need to yeah. know they can explore and be safe. Yeah. And what's strange is that some some of the kids need to see it like every second mm -hmm. and other kids are good for a lot longer. And they're all they're they're all different that and way. Birth order is so yeah. impactful. Yeah. But I really it's just be around and just love the hell out of them. So simple. Yeah. And then just hope for the best. <laughs> Can you, last question. Can you be friends with your kid? Uh, I see a lot of LA really. parents that like want to be besties with their kid. I'm like, no, I know. I, yeah, I they want a hard wall. Act. They want an authority no, figure. No, they want, yeah. And the reality is, uh, you, my kids think, say that I was like a lot more strict and stuff than I thought I was. Like they just, you're, a parent so they mm -hmm. see you as that anyway yeah. so yeah you can you don't have to be on their level you don't have to be like and i would see guys like you, you don't know. you can't want your kid to like you first that can't be your first priority right yeah which is hard because and then it shifts as they get older you know I, one of my favorite jokes of yours you're like i love having kids you get to have a bunch of people and then rule them yeah <laughs> yeah the way you say it rule them <laughs> But then they get older, and now you want to be their friend, because you know they've got they've they've learned everything, and now you want to now you want to be uh, now you want to be I want to like my daughter's in junior in college. That's and, so and wild. I'd love to hang with her, but now she's she has real friends, <laughs> you know. Can I do one little experiment with you, and sure. then I'm letting you go? Can yeah. you close your eyes? Close my eyes. What am I wearing? You're wearing a, uh, I think it's like a grayish thing with no sleeves. What, like a thing? Like, is it like a... It's a, like sweater material. Uh-huh. With no sleeves. Hmm. And is it just gray? Um, yeah, I think it is. Open your eyes. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I realized this the other day, like, 
I think of myself as a super observant person. Uh-huh. And I realized like I'll walk, you know, when you like ask someone for directions yeah. and they start talking and you start looking at their <laughs> sits and their face and their yeah. teeth. And yeah. then you walk away and you're like, I didn't hear anything they just said. Yeah. Like literally I went deaf. <laughs> yeah. And I'm obsessed with how, like, cause I'm really working on being present and focused and like detail oriented <laughs> and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I did this myself the other day where I was like with, you know, whoever. And I like closed my eyes and I was like, what is it? I do it with myself sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'll lie down in bed and go, what pajamas am I wearing? What does it mean that I nailed it? You nailed it. That was impressive. I don't know. Did you, that, you're that observant. I, I mean, you're, observant? you're, you're, I mean, you're one of the most, uh, you know, famous, respected observational comedians ever. So this tracks. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll go, what? underwear am i wearing and i don't know like right. it's a weird i'm like do i just move through life just like a zombie without like i'm just yeah. trying to educate myself on what i what information i take in and which i don't yeah i'm obsessed with uh someone put out like the tom tom ford's list of like his essentials or something great and cool one of the things on his thing was i mean <laughs> and it just it was like on instagram or something i'm mm -hmm. like what does tom ford thinks is important and uh it was like a, a metal watch for the day and like a leather one for night. And the other thing was, uh, oh, what? Yeah, I guess to pack it, like always fresh underwear and socks and throw them, throw them all out every six months. Donate? So how, how about this? Donate them? Well, donate. To homeless? Get yeah. rid of, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they can take underwear and socks. Who's they? Goodwill. I mean, out, out of the closet goodwill. on Fairfax will take pretty much anything. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm obsessed. I'm like, these socks use are definitely them, older use, than six I months. I use old socks to clean with. You do? Yes. Oh, that's smart. You don't use, you don't throw away old socks. Are you insane? I don't know. I Tom Ford just yelled at me that I'm supposed I to get rid of them. I am over fast fashion. I don't buy new clothes. I only buy vintage clothes. You do? Mm -hmm. Everything is Etsy, used? Etsy, everything's, I, I just, I don't like new clothes that right? much, but I like secondhand clothes. You do. I don't like, it makes me feel weird. Like fast fashion is like, I feel like this all making, we don't need new What's clothes. What's fast fashion? Fast fashion is like basically how clothes are made now with chemicals, with oh. people making them inhumanely uh -huh. quickly. Like, oh, I see. We don't need, and then also sending clothes around. It's just like it's it's, right. it's airplanes that you send them with. It's so if I need new pants, where do I go? Uh, I like jeans or pants. I get most like of the pants. stuff. I'll also I'll go on like websites that have new clothes, and then I'll see something I like, and then I'll go on eBay or Etsy and look for the exact thing, and then I'll just find it used. Or oh. like I, it's like you know, it's also I'm not paying five hundred dollars for a. Like if jeans yeah. are three hundred dollars. I'm not doing. I, I just, know. I, I like old Wranglers. I just go on Etsy. I just like while I'm like waiting for a flight, whatever. Yeah, because I'm going back out on the road, and I realized last night, like, oh, I need pants. My favorite thing to do when I'm in go city to city, yeah, is I go to thrift stores and whatever that city is. I'll look it up in advance. Uh -huh. Like if I'm in Nashville, I'll go to Starstruck Vintage every time. Right. I'll go like look, try on jeans. I'll just get like four or five pairs of jeans, thirty bucks a piece. Yeah. Older jeans are cooler anyway. Yeah. Um, and then a couple, and I'll just stock up. All right. Vintage clothing store. And but you go to vintage clothes. Look behind you. There's See that to your left, that that radio? Sorry, you're like right down there. Yeah, yeah. I got that at Star Trek Vintage. Oh, like it's an old cool. tape player. Like I just like buying that Animaniacs lunchbox. Like I just yeah. get stuff oh, anyway. I had cool stuff behind me the whole time. Yeah, there's like, I just, I don't like new clothes. It feels. Um, Bougie? Like bratty. Bratty. 
I don't know, yeah. maybe because I'm the youngest child, I got a lot of hand-me-downs. Like, I don't like new clothes. It makes me feel guilty. It feels wasteful. Uh -huh. And I have to, for my brain, go, if something costs like $200, which also, yeah. my business manager, they don't teach girls about money. I didn't learn about money. Yeah. Like, and None of us did. He explained, yeah, it's true. Like, he yeah. explained to me, he's like, if you buy something for $100, it's not $100. Right. Okay? Because you have to, you're going to have to pay taxes. So you have to earn 200 in order to afford something that's 100. Right. So it's basically 200. Right. So if something's 100 bucks, in my brain, I go, it's 200 bucks. And See, I'm like, that's not worth it. You should be, you should be raising my daughter. <laughs> well, just has all if I had a rich dad, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> all these packages yeah. just showing up. And that's the other thing about packages. <laughs> I only do Etsy. I don't do Amazon. You can uh -huh. pretty much get everything from Amazon on Etsy. Black owned, women owned, mom owned, right. independent owned. Right. You might not get it tomorrow. <sighs> you know, I was feeling good about this podcast. Now I'm questioning Sorry. about how I live. <laughs> no, but it's just like, I just feel weird when I see this Amazon driver like, <sighs> like running at me <laughs> with a box that has two boxes in it. I and know. then all these plastic bubbles yeah. for like one eyeliner. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I am so, he's just like, <sighs> like shitting in a bag, <laughs> like limping, sweating. It's really true. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like if I just maybe had better time management, yeah. I could have ordered this sooner and had it humanely delivered. Yeah, Tom Ford. I don't know. I mean, just who throws away their socks? I don't know, but now I feel gross that my socks are older than six months. I don't. I will sew a so hole in a sock. You will? Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. That's or just don't sew it. Who cares? I'm a comic. What's funnier than taking your shoes off and then there's like your toe, your toes exactly. poking out? Stop making me that's less the, funny. Yeah, that's always the uh, the yeah. fallback on everything. It's but, like, so what if I'm a little fatter? Yeah. I'm sweating. God forbid we'd be relatable to yeah. anyone that pays to see yeah. us. Do I need more hair? No. The funnier no. I look, the better this is yes. all going to go. Keep holes in your socks. <laughs> then you'll get a what? Instagram story. Yes. <laughs> I love you guys. This is a great Tom Papa. This is very chaotic. I hope I didn't like, this was so great. steamroll you. I adore or, like, you. I, I was just, so happy we did this. Always so much I want to talk to you about. The special is brilliant. Um, you know, it's very rare that I can say, watch the special. Um, you know, it's you're really the one of our the crown jewels of comedy. You know, it's Thank really you. like like. It's very, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I appreciate that. Because, yeah, I don't need to bring other stuff in it. It's just like an honor to, like, I've learned so much from you, and I, I'm so honored to be your friend. Likewise. Serious mood today, guys. I'm just Likewise. being genuine. Yeah, being real. I end these awkwardly. Don't ride elephants. Bye-bye. Oh, he has a book coming out in June, and we'll talk about that then. I'll come back. Yeah. I love you. Bye. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.